Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Marshall Harvey movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And this week we're covering Minute 24 of the Burbs, which begins with, weeks earlier, with an ice pick, said by Art in the creepiest voice he could manage, and ends with Ricky saying, ever since this family moved to the block, as he's setting something up. Yeah. Okay. So, we, yeah, we get the end of Art's pretty out-of-there story that he tells. Oh, I forgot to bring up. Do you think – I mean, I guess the story is at least semi-true because it gets verified. How true do you think this story is? It sounds like, a, a you know, one of them stories that you hear. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe one quarter of this story is true. Yeah. Maybe Skip's family died. Maybe someone in Skip's family died. I find it hard to believe – that he murdered them with an ice pick, and then he just left them in his house. And just started making ice ice cream and lemon phosphates for everybody afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we are, the first part of this, we are in extreme close-up of Art just going off. Yeah. About this guy killed his whole family, and Ricky looks like he's going to crap his pants. And Ray's like a car length behind him now. Yeah, <laughs> Ray's <laughs> in another town. Maybe Ray should go look for his dog. Who, yeah, this is Dog Watch Minute 4. His maybe dog still missing. Maybe that's why he fell behind. Maybe he was looking for the dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we find out that uh, Skip, the 40-year-old guy with a couple of kids, you know, he's not running for governor, murdered his whole family with an ice pick. <laughs> didn't shoot them. Didn't stab them, Ice pick. Yeah, ice picked them. Yeah. It's so a very Yeah, Art is in total master of ceremonies mode right now, just laying it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's making – he just went back to making ice cream, folks. He's <laughs> one step short of saying that he ground his family up and made them into the, sprinkles. Chili, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sprinkles, right? That's what they would be in there, right? So apparently the only flaw in Skip's plan was there was a big heat wave that summer. Really? That was the only problem with the plan? He didn't count on a heat wave, even though he owns an ice cream store, and that's what he was hoping for. Yeah, I was a count on a heat wave, as my whole job depends on that. <laughs> also, he said he just laid him in the nice, cool basement. He didn't think to maybe dig him, dig him down, cover them, put something over them. He, he, he did. He put sheet, covered him up with a sheet. Maybe cover, cover him up with 40 pounds of lime, you know. He covered him up with a sheet and went back to making ice cream treats for the townsfolk. <laughs> <laughs> So then, in case Ricky hadn't put it together already, he asks him, what do you think that was everybody was smelling? What were they smelling? <laughs> Skip's family's bodies decomposing in the summer heat. Well, gee, Art, that's wonderful. That's a beautiful tale for this family movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he finishes up his story right in front of the Klopex house, which, which again, you're being the jerk neighbors. You're standing in front of your neighbor's house. It's nighttime because it's dark out. And you're just having a conversation about people killing their whole family in front of the Klopex house. They walked very slow over to the Klopex house. They're well, they walk- had, yeah, they only had to go one house. Yeah. They walked past uh, Ray's house at one point. You could see somebody in the window. Yeah. With <laughs> Carol, like, oh, God, he's with Art. She probably peeked out the window and shut the, shut the shade real fast. She went back inside and, you know, got sure. back on uh, – I was going to say she got back on the internet. No, she didn't. She got back looking at the personal ads, getting ready to uh, move on from this life. (laughs) She has a pen pal. (laughs) I almost said she was was going to a chat room. Yeah, those don't exist. 
I didn't think this yet. Maybe a, a party line. Maybe she was on the party line. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so apparently Skip made one too many lost lemon phosphates and El Snapo. Yeah. Again, no real reason given why he went crazy. He just did. Yeah, he just didn't. He went and killed his family. And uh, shortly after this, Ray Peterson, back on the back in the game, hasn't spoken three minutes. And he yes. finally brings up, like, hey, I've heard this story before. Right, he actually has to walk up to them to say it because he's behind them. Yeah, because he's a mile behind them. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I heard that story. But he's saying it like, yeah, I heard that story. And part of him saying, but not all the weird stuff that you made up and threw in there. <laughs> well, first off, Art said they were, he, the place was on fire, but he said they, tur- they tore down the soda fountain that fall. Yeah, well, the soda fountain was his business. Oh, it wasn't the house. It wasn't okay. the house. And I guess I understand why he's tore down the soda fountain because did they tear it down because they're like a murderer used to work here? Yeah. Or because man. they're like, um, it's 1966. Why do we even have a soda fountain? <laughs> yeah, we're tearing it down because it's like 10 years past its prime. Yeah, because like 10 kids come in here each day and we're losing a ton of money on this. These bratty kids sit at the counter and bother us now. Yeah. We thought it'd be like a Norman Rockwell painting in here. It is not. Yeah, so we... uh. Of course, we end with the the Klopex house. Ricky, at the very end, starts because he, he doesn't want to feel outdone by Art at this point. Art has now given a two-minute speech about Skip. Yeah. Ricky feels like he's getting stepped on after three minutes ago. He gave a 45-second <laughs> speech, so he's going to launch into another speech at the end, the last five seconds. Right before Ricky starts talking, though, Art says like he doesn't even believe his own story. He's like, yeah, these towns are full of those kind of stories. Well, yeah, because... We said earlier that Art turned on a dime to yeah. get into this crazy mode. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just turns it off. Yeah. Sometimes it's, they're happening right under your nose. That's all he says. He's done. He's yeah. Yeah, he walks and, over there. He's like, ah, yeah, you know what they were smelling? They were they were smelling dead bodies, Ricky. Dead bodies. And then he's like, ah, you know, <laughs> you hear these stories all the time. Like, what? Yeah. No, you just told me this story like it was fact. <laughs> yeah. He didn't tell it like I would tell a story that I had heard of in another town. He tells it like he was there. Right, like he he was a witness to this. Also, when Ray brings it up, he doesn't say, I remember this story from when I was a kid. He goes, I remember hearing this story when I was a kid. Right, yeah, he didn't. Art sounded like he remembered it. Ray yeah. said, I remember hearing this story. And I think Art is older than him, so it's possible that Art was older and had been around for the story. But yeah, he tells the story like how I tell the story of like, we had the white van man in our neighborhood who took children. Right. Yeah, I tell that story because someone told me that story at some point, and I just took it as gospel eventually. Yeah, yeah so this is uh, this minute was the best Marshall Harvey minute of uh, all time. Yeah, care to take a guess who Marshall Harvey is? You're not going to ask me who that is. Is it Vince? No. no. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I can't find out what dog Vince was. Uh-huh. You can't find Vince? I, I, I would love to have the Vince minute. But I cannot find you. Would you thought the dog's name was Marshall Harvey? <laughs> that would be a great name for a dog. Yeah. Uh, the, the worst dog owner ever named their dog Marshall Harvey. <laughs> well, he's got a first and a last name. Marshall Harvey is the editor of the Burbs. Okay. And on IMDb, it's listed as one of his four biggest accomplishments. So well, good on you. He has 87. Oh, I'm sorry. I cannot read. There's dirt on my screen. 67 credits. <laughs> Just for editing. He's got some other random stuff in there, too. Um, we'll see if we can hit any of his highlights here. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, he has a lot of garbage in the early 80s. Ernest Goes to Camp, 87. 
Oh, here's a classic. Amazon Women on the Moon. Oh, wow. That's old. That's... Oh, it's 87, too. Is it really? Yeah. Why do I feel like that movie's so much older than... Because, do you, do you remember what Amazon Women on the Moon is about? Or what it's like? It's, Not really. It's... Oh, God. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's... They take, like, a bunch of movies and clips and all this stuff. There's a movie called Amazon Women on the Moon running during the show. Oh. It keeps getting interrupted during the show. Oh, like wow. Other parts of other things. It's like a weird Saturday Night Live type thing almost. It's by John Landis. He also did a Kentucky Fried movie. Oh, okay. just like this. So there'll be a scene. Like, I can – I mean, I remember some of the things that are in it. There's the uh, – I think this is the one with the guy with no soul. I think that's this one. I so remember the cover at the, at the uh, VHS rental place. Yeah, the, the ones I remember, there's like a two-minute – yeah, because the cover is the guy, the Invisible Man, yeah. holding his head, and there's like stuff popping out of his head. <laughs> I guess he needed to be a good editor on this one because it's crazy. <laughs> I remember watching it at night one time because it's a spoof of 50 sci-fi movies, but it's all the stuff interspersed with it. So I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, oh, Amazon Women on the Moon. I'll watch this. It sounds insane. And then it cuts off, and it starts going to like another – a segment. Oh. So there's a segment called Mondo Condo. There's a segment called Penthouse Video. Murray and Video Land is one of the segments. So you Hospital, thought you were... hair looming. So it'll cut from, like, um, one to another to another. That sounds like I would have thought I fell asleep during it and would have yeah. a dream or something. It's pretty funny. I do remember. The one I remember is, I think it's the Invisible Man section where he thinks he's the Invisible Man or he's supposed to be the Invisible Man's son or something. Oh. And he, uh, he has all... You know how the Invisible Man's always wrapped up in, like, uh, ace bandages. Yeah, like a mummy. Yeah, so he takes them all off, and he's not invisible. <laughs> Everybody's just humoring him and pretending that he's invisible. Oh, that's so they're just like, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're invisible, all right. And then he like knocks over a chess piece, and he's like, oh, he doesn't know who did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one I can really remember. And I think there's one where a guy gets he gets like a video of like a almost like a stripper, and in the video the stripper's husband comes home and starts yelling at the guy who's watching it. Oh. And then he's somehow in the guy's house. I don't, it's, it's stuff like that. It sounds yeah, it sounds fun, but it sounds crazy. Oh, it's crazy. It is definitely worth watching. And then he does the burn shortly after that. He did Alligator Two, Drop Dead Fred, Matinee, My Father the Hero. Uh, bu- bu- bu. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. That's a classic. Uh, Second Civil War, which I saw. I was All right, and after that he did. Small Soldiers, which is another one of his big ones. He did the uh, Academy Award-winning Lake Placid. Uh, with uh, <laughs> Golden Girl, right? Listen, I'm going to let you struggle. You better come up with it. Betty White. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was leaving you out there to die until you came up with that name. You should have. You should have, because I should know that one. Um, he did Riding the Bullet, which is the Stephen King book. Uh I don't think I ever saw that. I thought I saw every Stephen King movie. I don't think I ever saw that one. I think I've seen it. I don't remember it, which doesn't say a lot for it. He did seven episodes of Masters of Horror, which I know I saw most of those episodes, and I really don't remember many of them, just one or two. Um, is this, he did the movie The Hole. We talked about that once before. I know, and I just looked it up to make sure it was the same one because I'm feeling like there could be more than one movie called The Hole, and I'm totally right because I do not recognize anybody's name in this cast. <laughs> Oh, good. So I'm glad I didn't go watch that movie the whole with a different movie. It's the wrong movie. <laughs> no, the one I saw had uh, Kira Knightley and Thor Birch in it, and this one is, I don't know, any, I couldn't name one person in this cast. Oh, you know who's in it? Bruce Dern. Are you serious? <laughs> That's serious. He oh, plays my. Creepy Carl. <laughs> oh, it is a small world. Yeah, it is. 
Seven degrees of Bruce Dern. Uh, he did. I'm trying to see if there's anything else I've even heard of on here. Yeah, I don't know anything I saw till now. Yeah. But he's always working. And he's not, a dog. Yeah, he's definitely a, a pretty good editor because he had to edit this together. Yeah. He had, again, it's the same thing with, like, the people that had to do costumes and had to do all the other stuff. You had to work inside the confines of you're never leaving this area. Right. Somehow make this interesting that we're never going to leave this street. There was no slackers on this crew because, you know, they, had, they didn't have a whole lot to work with. Yeah, there's no, like, hey, so when are we going to cut to somebody at their work? Never. Yeah, no. We're not even sure where these people work. Yeah. When are we going to leave this street? When the credits roll. Yeah, when we go inside a house or we end this movie. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, so I think we've covered the entire minute of walking seven feet and standing in front of the Klopex house, acting creepy, telling stories about murderous people that used to live one street over. I know if, if I walk to my neighbor's house two doors down and I'm pretty far away, it doesn't take me two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know. I guess if there was a murder in my neighborhood, I would be able to tell the story about it. But honestly, I couldn't tell you anything about somebody who, do, who lives three streets over from me. No. I'd be hard-pressed to name the street that's three streets over from me. <laughs> but I don't know. Elm, Jackson, it's named after something. It's named President, Tree. <laughs> Probably Pine Street, a lot of Pine Streets around. There's always a Pine Street, there's always a Cedar. Yeah. <laughs> Main Street. Maple. Yeah. All right, I don't believe I have anything else. Uh, my main note for this minute was that Tom Hanks finally rejoins us and starts talking again. It's like yeah. he had laryngitis today they were shooting this. He jumps back in, too. Hey, I remember that. Yeah. Hey, remember me? I'm the star of this movie. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just remember it. I'm Tom Hanks. Right. I just let Rick Dugerman go off, but I'm back. <laughs> I'm back now. Yeah, um, I don't have anything else unless you do. Nah, I mean, speaking of noses, ever since this family moved into this block, that's where I guess where I ended off. Yeah. Yeah, Speak. that's all I had. <laughs> Yeah, because Ricky is setting us up. That's what this is. Right. Ricky's getting ready to go into a little bit of a speech himself. Yeah, Ray's, uh, Ray. Uh, Ricky's laying some groundwork for his next uh, his next little stand-up special he's about to do. <laughs> all right. So I think that's all we got. Thanks for joining us for the Burbs Minute. Make sure you check out our Twitter, uh, Burbs Minute. You can go over to our Facebook. Uh, that's probably where we're the most active, Facebook and Twitter. You can go to our blogger that has uh, whatever links we talk about. Um, you can check out my book, The Dawn of Mars, on uh, Amazon.com. It's the best book named Dawn of Mars available. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Um, you can try to give us a six-star review. That'd be even better. Um, Ten, Fifteen yeah. stars. Yeah. <laughs> Write a review, too. That'd be nice. Even if your review is short and just says, I love the burbs, and they're awesome. That's great. Write a review. It always looks better. It somehow helps our numbers. It somehow makes us more visible when people are looking for us. I do not understand how, but apparently that's what happens. I'm not sure how it works, but other podcasts say the best thing you can possibly do is leave us a review and a five-star yes. rate. So. And I'm assuming these other podcasts that I've been listening to for the last 10 years know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, they probably do. All right, and uh, make sure you check out the other Minute podcasts. Uh, they're all listed on moviesbyminutes.com. Most of them are listed there. There's a couple other ones you can catch on our Twitter feed. Um, go check out... If you are so inclined, the Lord of the Rings minute. That, my friend, is a time investment. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, not so much for the listener, but for the people doing it. My, yeah, geez. Guys, listen, 
more power to you, guys and girls, because it's I think it's a male and a female. I mean, wow! Not only is it a big time investment because those are some long movies. Yeah. There's so much history to the just the TV, the TV, the movies, and then you got the books, and then you got the other books that are like you know you got the Hobbit and the Similaron and all the other stuff that's floating around in there. Oh, there's so much in that universe; it's insane. And here's the real question: Lord of the Rings is enough, so you're gonna have to do Fellowship. Two Towers, Return of the King. Yeah. The real question is, do you do The Hobbit? Do you keep going? Do you do The Hobbit? I, I don't know if I would I – don't, I don't know if I could go on that particular journey with you. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, I'm on board. I can handle Lord of the Rings. Listen, I like Lord of the Rings, but it took me three tries to get through that. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching it, not doing the uh, – my, my only problem is I always felt like – I always thought I liked The Fellowship the best. I mean I like the ending, the very end, like Return of the King. Yeah. But it has 17 endings and it goes on for 45 minutes. Oh god! But I like the Fellowship of the Ring. That was probably my favorite one, even though it was the slowest. Yeah. But I mean, I watched that Hobbit movie and it was fine. It was a movie, but I never saw the other two. So, Is it two Hobbit movies? There's three Hobbit movies. I thought there was two. I didn't think there was three. Three. Oh my god, my wife loves that movie too. I don't. I. I don't know. <laughs> and that's why you <laughs> left her. I understood why. <laughs> so. uh Really don't have any advice for this uh, minute. Just uh, try to walk a little faster through your neighborhood and stay safe, neighbors.